Good afternoon to you. It is Saturday, January 20th at 4.18 p.m. Your Purdue Boilermakers have improved to 17-2 and two on the season. Uh, they've just beaten Iowa 84-70. to 70. Uh, Hard-fought game. Purdue had some big leads in the game, but really kind of had to gut this one out, even though they kept Iowa mostly at an arm's length in the second half. I'll talk a little bit about my thoughts on the game and what I saw, and we can talk together here for a little bit. Uh, but before I do it, let me thank the people who made this sweatshirt. Head over to homefieldapparel.com, enter boiled23 at checkout, get 15% off your first order. Homefield Apparel, good stuff, comfortable stuff, nice retro logos. Can't really go wrong there, can you? And when you're on campus, you know, you can do what I do, do what the BS crew likes to do. We go over to AJ's on Vine. You can get some of those delicious fried pretzels uh, for the for your uh, appetizer or mac and cheese bites and then have one of their, I, I'd love to say award-winning burgers, um, but I don't know if they've, I'm, I'm sure they've won an award. So let's say award-winning burgers. If they haven't officially, I'll just say it's BS, BS's favorite burger on or near campus for like a thousand straight years. Um, their staff is helpful, friendly, uh, and beautiful like Adam. Uh, that's AJ's on Vine, eatajs.com, AJ's by the fire station. Um, so Purdue played Iowa today. Uh, they had to fight and claw a little bit as the jump shooting went away, especially in the last five, six minutes. They were up by uh, 12 for a majority of the second half and a majority of the game, really. Um, Zach Eady played monstrously well. He had over 30 points and over what, 11, 12 rebounds? I haven't looked at the stats yet, but uh, another amazing game. And on the glass specifically, Zach Eady and other Boilermakers made the job easy for Purdue as Purdue, Purdue's guards struggled shooting at times. Smith, once again, this feels familiar because it was a lot like the IU game where I don't know how many assists he had, um, but his, his jump shot's not where it should be. I keep saying if you, if you want the basics, kind of the starting point, and the reason you can say this is a good starting point, I think if you're a Purdue fan, you'll hear it right away. But the basics for Purdue's guards should be when you get an open look at three, hit the three. I mean, an open look. There were a lot of open three-pointers for Purdue in the second half because Iowa was getting worn out and worn down time and time again. Edie'd do his job, get his position. Iowa was bracketing him, doing everything they could. They kind of changed their defense in the second half, partially because they uh, got in a little bit of trouble. They had some foul trouble. They also had a guy roll his ankle, one of their bigs, um, and he was out of the game, so they had few, fewer guys available. And it just felt like the game was kind of tightening up. Purdue was tightening up shooting. But Smith missed a couple open jumpers. He missed an elbow jumper from 15, um, which is really rough for him, where he, he made the, the move off the dribble, which he's accustomed to doing, and then he missed, uh, I don't want to say a bunny, Saying a 15-footer is a bunny is, is a bit much. Um, but, uh, yeah, Smith uh, looks tired to me. And I don't know if it's the case, but hopefully he can get his legs back under him. A lot of times when guys aren't hitting jump shots, it's indicative of uh, their uh, fatigue. Speaking of fatigue, another guy on Iowa who was absolutely just, bla uh, just torching Purdue this game was Perkins. Tony Perkins, I put him in the tags on this game just because he was so good. Um, it feels like he's played at Iowa for 100 years. My son reminds me, quickly tells me I'm wrong early in the game. says he's only a senior, a legitimate four-year senior. 
Um, and then he started giving me stats, which I don't want to hear stats right now. Let me vent. Let me let me be angry in peace. Perkins, to me, feels like a guy that has been a Purdue killer. And I know Iowa hasn't won a lot of games against Purdue in the last four years. But it feels to me like Perkins has been the thorn in their side. Obviously, Perkins is a guy from Indianapolis. Purdue didn't offer him. Neither did IU. Um, and he takes takes it personally, to quote a meme. Um and Perkins played well. He played great. I think he had a career high versus Purdue. Um, but at the end of the game, Purdue's ability to run actions where he had to run over screens over and over and over. And on defense, um, I mean, he was uh, he was getting uh, really hounded by Purdue's guards, but he was still making buckets until about the five-minute mark. And then it seemed like there was kind of a lid on him. If you watched him, he just looked tired. Uh, Iowa looked tired. Purdue looked tired. Everybody but Gillis and Edie, to me, uh, looked pretty tired down the stretch there. Um, Lawyer got quiet. He had a, he had a couple really good plays on defense, a um, couple big shots. He had a great he had a great drive where Edie sealed off uh, one of uh, Iowa's bigs, and then he drove behind it, uh, probably with seven eight minutes left, which is a big play. But I really want to Purdue get out by 16 points. I know it sounds weird, but the reason is because I knew Iowa was going to throw the press at him, at Purdue. They did throw the press at him. It didn't hurt Purdue too badly. They didn't do it too quickly or early, and I think that's because of fatigue. I think it's as simple as that. Iowa was just tired. All over the court, their players looked tired. I believe Iowa was hot coming in here. They, If not hot, they had at least figured some things out since the last time Purdue played them and beat them like a yard dog. Um, Iowa's playing like a better team, um, and... They have been tough to beat at home. They were averaging 96 points a game today, uh, 96 points a game at home during Big Ten play, be very clear. Today they had 84, but at the half, I think they were, they were no, they had, today had 70, pardon me, Purdue had 84. So Purdue holds them well in check. And you, if you know Fran McCaffrey teams, you know that there's a couple things they love. One is scoring. Two is not playing much defense. Three, losing in the, uh, in the tournament. And I, I think... There are a lot of Purdue fans that say you don't have the higher ground here. I do have the higher ground um, because if you look at Fran McCaffrey's record in the NCAA tournament, it's pretty bad. In fact, it's really bad. He doesn't like the second weekend of tournaments. You can look this up. Uh, Matt Painter at least had a period where it was Sweet 16, Sweet 16, Sweet 16, where Purdue was regular. So we still have the higher ground as Purdue fans. That said, Purdue needs to do something, needs to do something different in March and April than they've done the last few years. I'm well aware. I think about it way too much. Um but let me look at the stats real quick before we go any further here. Okay, so 84-70, Purdue improves to 17-2. Iowa drops to 11-7. Purdue is a full game behind Wisconsin. IU did us no favors last night. Um, if you have seen the, our Twitter feed, you can see what happened. I really didn't watch the game. I hate IU and Wisconsin basketball. Maybe equally. Uh, Wisconsin's special for me. I do not like Wisconsin. I do not like the—I don't like that team. Uh, but one of the reasons I don't like them is they always have a guy that's easy to disdain. Well, uh, last night they have a guy wipe his sweat on the uh, jersey of um, uh, Gun. I use guard Gun, and Gun, of course, during a dead ball, throws an elbow into his face, earns the flagrant two. IU loses by double digits. We don't ask IU for much, just beating Wisconsin every now and again. It would have been nice. It's it's. It's fine. Purdue can still do some serious damage to everybody in the Big Ten. Plenty of time left. But I really would have liked to see Iowa win. Get Purdue up the top of the conference just for funds, funsies. Um, so, uh, Trey Kaufman ran out of four points tonight. Left with a twisted ankle. If you saw the game, you saw 
an Iowa player, one of their goons. Iowa always is good for a goon or two. Um, but he grabbed uh, Kaufman Wren's arm with two hands, pulled it back. Kaufman Wren, of course, his weight gets behind his feet, tries to put his feet down, rolls his ankle pretty severely. It looked bad. He stayed on the court for a minute, got up. He was walking around on his own power, but didn't come back in the game. Um, let's see. Uh, Edie, okay, 30 points, 18 boards, two assist assists, four block shots, just one turnover. That right there sounds like a guy who's a player of the year candidate, if not the running away player of the year. Um, he, th It's a huge game. He absolutely was Purdue's beast tonight. He is many nights, but tonight uh, you did have a, Purdue, a big three from Purdue, but it was the other two were not quite as big. Lawyer, again, plays a big game, though. Lawyer comes four of nine, and he hitting four of nine from three, ladies and gentlemen, is pretty good. Anytime you can hit over 40%, pretty good. Anytime you hit over 50%, uh, it's real good. Um, he's not there tonight, but in the conference play, in the conference play, I think he's averaging, what, 51% from three? Uh, I think he's leader in the uh, in the clubhouse right now of guys that play more than 10 minutes a game. I believe that's true. Um, and I just looked at the wrong stat line, so that's amazing. So my apologies right there. Jones, Jones had that stat line altogether. I got way ahead of myself. And Lawyer was two of six, so 30%, but still, uh, I'll stick by my guns in that. My apologies, though. I get in a hurry, and that's bad news. Jones finishes with 17 points on four of nine three-point shooting with four boards. Pardon me, with six boards. I am horrible right now. I apologize. Lawyer, 12 points, two rebounds, two assists, two turnovers. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Smith thing. I know this set some of you guys off last game. I'm not saying Smith needs to be perfect, but what he was doing early in the season versus very, very good competition, again, I will say this is important. Him being able to beat guys off the dribble, off that simple uh, two-man game where Edie comes up, heads up, sets a high screen, he beats somebody to the elbow, gets a wide-open J. That's what you need from Smith. I'll say there are certain things you need from certain guys. Smith, you need him to hit the 15-footer. Open threes, I think hitting open threes is not too much to ask. And the reason I say that is Purdue, when they have a hard time fighting over the top of screens, teams have made them play pay almost every game. Now, fighting over the top of the sp screen, I keep saying, is a big deal. Um, Smith, it, there was no screen. He was just wide open because of the collapse on Edie. Um, so, Lawyer finishes with 12 points. So, like I said, 2-2-2 two, two, and two. off the bench. Uh, Gillis, again, solid game, six points, uh, five boards. The importance of Gillis and his mentality, though, is not on paper. It is not does not show up in stats. Um, he continues to be a guy that sets the tone. Today was no different. Uh, his energy level was huge. Um, Purdue shot the free throws okay. Uh, I always say 72% is kind of a, uh, a line of demarcation where success 72% and above is good for Purdue. 71% tonight, but they went to the line a lot, 21 times. They, are, they generally go to the line more than their opponent because of Edie. Edie was 10 and 15 from the line. I think he's right at, wait. No, he's below his average there because uh, I think he's at 72%. I think that would make him at 66%. My math is good. So uh, that's, that's not, I don't want to say something to worry about or troublesome, but um, – I think if Purdue does some of the things that they're really good at in this game, they win by 20-plus points. Granted, some things are against them. Like I said, fatigue was a big deal. The bad news is you got a long slog ahead of you in the Big Ten still. And this is reminiscent a little, reminiscent a little bit of mid-January 
last year. Late January last year. Early February last year. Let's see. Let's see what happens here. So like I said, this is the time where you see if Purdue's growing up. But winning on the road in the Big Ten can't be taken for granted. It's a big win. Uh, Purdue's three-point shooting off their pace. They're one of the best teams in the league, if not the I think they are the best team in the league right now. Coming in, they're shooting over 40% tonight, 34.6%. Um, Iowa did a good job uh, really battling Edie, but really not defending Purdue's three-pointer that well in the second half. Uh, Purdue crushed Iowa on the boards, flat out. 50 rebounds, Iowa just 24. That That's a solid ass kicking and um that's the whole game and that's Purdue's whole culture we keep saying if you want to say what is what makes Purdue special year after year regardless of who's playing there um uh, if the the uneducated fan will say Purdue's whole success is predicated on Edie and I think the smart fan would say it's not just Edie you can go back before to another seven footer or just when Purdue's playing um just playing and winning ugly back back when they did, what, 10 years ago? 15, uh, before the baby boilers, before that? Attacking the glass is part of Purdue's DNA. It's baked in there. And so Edie is an especially good rebounder. Um, getting 18 rebounds on anybody's is pretty amazing. Getting 18 rebounds, you know, and getting just the hell beaten out of you, like he has been and like he will be every game, is really noteworthy. He's setting a tone. So let's let's uh, look at comments real quickly here. Uh, when I say real quickly, hopefully um, uh, I'm not bluffing, but mercy. Thank you to everyone who's tuning in live, and uh, this is thank you to everyone who this is part of your post game ritual. I apologize for not living up on my end of the bargain by butchering the stats today. That was awful. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit here. By the way, my mic's way out of position. There we go. That's better. That's better. Um, need to be inversed. You're first. Uh, boiler up. Uh, hammer down. Nathan Anderson said, good day, mate. Uh, same to you. Top of the morning to you. Nathan Hostetler, uh, does Edie surpass Mount's scoring record? Okay, so we talked a little bit about this behind closed doors uh, on in the Boiled Sports group. What it's really going to take is Purdue to make a little bit of a run in the tournament. If you look statistically at Edie averaging just over 20 points, 2021, he'll be cozy with Mount if Purdue – Hardly plays any games in the Big Ten, which the Big Ten tournament would be, what, three games if you go to the championship? So that's a big deal. So if you can make some hay there and Edie just plays average basketball, that'll help. One or two tournament games, he'll be close to Mount. Now, if you get to the the round of 16 with that scenario, he's right next to Mount. So um, I'm just dealing with it statistically, trying to be non-emotional. I think Edie is going to do everything he can, everything within his power to get right there. And it has nothing to do with Mount. It has everything to do with what he does and his importance to the team. Uh, so I, that's not a good answer, <clears throat> but I don't know. I mean, just the fact, I keep saying this. I tweeted this out if you want to go out and check. I did a long thread of tweets where it shows where Edie is in the Purdue, um, in the conversation of Purdue greats. And it's pretty incredible how he is at the top in so many categories and how good he is and how great of a career we've gotten to watch and how spoiled we've become. So if you want to take something away, a lot of Purdue fans are having a hard time not looking ahead to March. I get it. I keep saying this. You can't wish away time. You can't um, You can't see the future, obviously. But if you're anything like me, you're in a period of life where every month matters. And I'm not going to try to sound not dour or anything, but 
uh, my son is in his last months before going to college living at home. I don't want to look, and I'm not going to speak to you about what you have in your life, but I, I don't ever want to give away time. I don't ever want us to give away time. I'm not trying to get philosophical, but I clearly got down that road. And I will say that enjoy things for what they are. Um, even if this looks astoundingly similar to last season and your antenna are up right now and you're like, oh, here we go again. I would say, though, even in that case, and I know we've seen a couple bad marches in a row for Purdue in the tournament, but statistically or analytically or whatever you want to say, it's pretty odd for our Purdue team to lose to a team like FDU. Pretty odd. So if Purdue's season mirrors last year, I would hope that those guys all are gritting their teeth and ready to, to find blood in that first round of the tournament. So if, worst case scenario, if Purdue is playing the same brand of ball, which it seems like they are, it seems a lot like it. Jay talked about this back in November. But if that's the case, and there isn't, there aren't learnings like I was hoping for. Obviously, Edie is better, Lawyer's better, Smith's better. I, that's my given. That's my start. I think Lance Jones has been a perfect fit for this team. You saw him tonight. He shushed Iowa's crowd with about three and a half minutes left after hitting a huge three. Shush the crowd. I never like shushing of the crowd. I don't like shushing. So it's something that gets people angry. Um, it's kind of like saying settle down. Maybe worse. But he did it, and it was early, and the game was not completely out of the woods yet, and it turns out okay. So that was a big, long answer. Okay, Boilers 12. Boilers 012. Boilers 012. BRB, going to wipe down my kitchen floor. Last time I buy a circus tent roof. <laughs> okay, that's funny. Uh, yeah, um, Iowa had some struggles with their circus tent roof tonight. People ask, why do they have a circus tent roof? I said, so it can leak on the floor. That's why you have a circus tent roof. That's the only reason you do that. I think Denver's airport has a, you know, has a whole terminal that's a circus tent or a tension tent or whatever you want to call it. Denver's does not leak because of the design. It's the whole roof is that tent. And that's because of the great amount of snow they received in Denver. That was an innovation idea. Idea, uh, Iowa took a glass roof or a plex roof right over the center of the court, replaced it with circuit with a tension tent. I'm, I'm sure it's like a Kevlar weave, you know, like the, the old Hoosier Dome was. And it leaked all game, in case you didn't watch it. So that's pretty unusual. Uh, Zachary Young says, uh, he says, he's responding to somebody else. Uh, Jay Granite says, good win, probably a few too many careless turnovers. Agree. I don't know. As a team, let's look at that. I didn't look at that at all. Not an awful game for Purdue. Uh, not where you want to be. 11 turnovers total for Purdue. Uh, when they get up in that 13-14 realm, they start getting in danger, although they did turn the ball over 14 times with IU, and they beat the heck out of them. Alfred Dowd. One of my best friends uh, says, uh, sharp sweatshirt, I must say. Yeah, Purdue script, something from your era, Dad. Uh, uh, Coldy uh, says, I got the Peach Bowl shirt from Homefield. Very nice. That's a cool one. That's a cool, that's, that's very cool era shirt. As well as the vintage one of Pete driving the train. Oh, these are good picks. Those are good picks. Impeccable taste. Uh, K Nick or Nick or uh, K Nick. Let's go with that. Perkins always plays well against Purdue, probably feels slighted. Absolutely looks like a guy who feels slighted. I get that. I have little man's disease. He doesn't. He's a, he's a relatively tall man. Um, but, yeah, I think he does feel slighted. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And I scrolled too far, so i got to go back up here. Uh, Brian T. says Purdue wins their games in the first half. Generally, uh, equality in the second half. Uh, 
score reflective, letting off the gas or opposition scoring? This is a great question. I butchered that question. It's a great question. It's something I've been wrestling with, actually. So Purdue does their work in the first half. It's really good. To start off well, sorry, let me do this real quick. To start off well, that's a great thing. To get big leads, that's a great thing. So I'm not disparaging that idea. But to not put your foot on somebody's throat, to me, that comes down to a philosophical thing. I think uh, Painter at times, uh, it's hard. It's hard. I've thought about this one a lot, and I'm not going to go in too deep of it, but I believe, I believe Purdue could win by more. But Purdue's, a lot of these games, look at many of the statistical blowouts Purdue's had. You know, we're up by 20 in the first half. In the second half, Purdue just doesn't keep up the pace with shooting. Is that because they're not getting open looks? Well, today they got open looks. They weren't making them. And so is that a question of, okay, they're burning it all. They're, they're, they're tiring themselves out. Maybe. I, uh, yeah, this is a great question. This is something for you all to think about. And you can say it in the comments below or on Twitter where we have a good discussion here, but it's a good, good question. Uh, T. Rick says, great home or great road win. Agreed. Anyone have news on TKR need to be inverse. I would say that the, the, what you're going to hear is I think he's fine. I think he's probably got, if I were, I, I've sprained my ankle a ton of times. I'd say it's a degree two sprain without looking at the guy's foot. Not a doctor, shoe designer. Very close to a doctor, by the way. Um, similar medical training. But yeah, he, he rolled his ankle pretty badly and he didn't have his feet where he wanted to. And I think a lot of that plays in when you get kind of pulled down or slammed. It makes it feel even worse. Right before it, the Iowa player rolled his ankle too, going up for a glass and I, I think it was TKR who came in for, no, it was first, came in to try to get a rebound, and his feet didn't hit the ground when he wanted to because they got tangled. I don't, uh, I think the difference is one was intentional and one wasn't, but um, uh, Tarek Campbell says, uh, how bad is TKR injury? Just answer that, in my opinion. Uh, let's see, Andy in Colorado, good afternoon, everyone, great win. Loved Lance uh, shushing the crowd. <laughs> so we disagree. I love Lance because of his smile. I mean, it's a weird thing. I don't want that to be taken out of context. The dude approaches life with a grin on his face. I think he feels blessed to be where he is. I think he loves being a Boilermaker. You should too. You should too. If you're here, you're a Boilermaker. You should enjoy this. This is fun. Um, and uh, yeah. So I don't like him switching the crowd, um, but we can disagree on that. That's okay. Alfred Dad again. Smile. Take a good road win. Yep. Agreed, Dad. Um, let's see. Nolan Hostetler. Good stuff. TKR. Walk it off. Yep. He was walking within moments in the tunnel. So that's a really good sign. So my guess is he'll just lay his shoe up tighter, a lot like Mason Gillis did early in the season when he rolled it, and he'll be fine. He won't miss a beat. He may miss a practice. Hopefully they let him miss a practice. Hopefully he has time to take a deep breath and um, not run on it. Uh, Ed Albanese, the king of uh, gummy bears, says, uh, hello, boys. Good game today. Hope TKR is good. Uh, now news. Uh, now news of yet, though. I don't know what that means. Sorry. Uh, but he seems to be okay. No news. If he was walking up. Okay. Okay. I see what he's saying. He said no news on TKR. He's answering them. So anyway, that's bizarre. Watching the SEC network and uh, one of the coaches completely changed at halftime. Changed his clothes. Very. He gets sweaty though. He's a, he's a good coach. Um, Joe Bear says road win with the big is always good. Agreed. Uh, Jack-o'-lantern 20 through. Uh, message, message redacted. My favorite. Uh, Jack-o'-lantern message. Mohill 9-3, the, the traveling fool says, just got back to my car. 
Hard to get uh, to it with all the frozen Hawkeye tears. Yeah, even that salt in those tears, um, with all that salt, they still freeze. It's wild. It's wild. You are a great fan, by the way, Molehill. The fact that you go to so many road games, that's awesome. I don't know where you're based out of, but you go to road games. You travel well, as they say. Jack Leonard, 22. Really a tremendous win to be able to beat Iowa's all-time winningest coach. That's a great point. I didn't think about that. All-time winningest. He's tied, right, with um, Dr. Tom. Uh, let's see. Alejandro Hernandez says, I think the number of missed open threes due to fatigue. Agreed. Very fast-paced game on both ends. Yep, and that's what Iowa wants you to do. And the way Purdue held Iowa in check on the scoreboard was really good, but it was probably costly for Purdue in a fatigue, uh, from a fatigue standpoint. Good take, though. Um, Kevin Albuquerque said more uh, thumbs up to the video, everyone. Uh, don't understand that, but I'm sure. Is it? That's awesome. Aaron Groves, uh, Zach looked really tall out there today. He did. He looked extra tall. Uh, yeah, he's not just tall. He's also big. He's both of those things. So that's a very good point. Appreciate it. Preston Bannock says, uh, what Fran Con did we get to today? So I, I always forget which level it, going up or down we got it. He did do his little pouty face. He did do his little pouty face, which makes me want to punch him. And I know he's a huge man, by the way. I think he's like painter height. I think he's 6'6 six, six or 6'5 six, or something like that. He's a very tall guy, but he looks like a little baby when he gets in that mode. So I don't know which Fran Con, but Fran Con, Fran absolutely was playing the officials. I, I will say that. he Whatever he did, it was he was like a, uh, a puppet master. So good on Fran. Not getting a tech, throwing up the sad pouty face. And still working the officials. Good for him. Uh, Moel says uh, the fans were pretty chill today. Okay. Moel says uh, Frank on six. Okay. Um, yeah. Lance did show some attitude today, Ed. Vince Moster says, I'm sure it was fun to watch this team play uh, in person. I, this, this team's fun to watch. If you haven't been to a Purdue game and you've got tickets for remaining games, go. Uh, it's, I mean, there's so much you miss on TV, I think, just the way these guys interact with each other. That's my favorite thing. I think the team really likes each other. And so if you got a t uh, ticket uh, for a game at Mackey or elsewhere, like Mohill, if you travel, go enjoy it. Eat it up. That's a fun team. Shane Hinkle, uh, Peacock game at 9 p.m. up next against the Wolverines. Yeah, so everybody who hates Peacock, look away. Some of you are going to uh, hold the line and punish NBC with that. Like I said, you might feel like you're punishing them. That's fine. It's all well and good. I am a man of... Um, I don't know, principle or battle of wills, whatever you want to say as well. Uh, so I get the idea. But if you're robbing yourself of watching this team, it's five bucks. I mean, I, I know I, I sound ridiculous. Everything's more than $5 right now. Everything's so damn expensive right now. $5 for decent coverage and maybe a Robbie Hummel covered game. I know he'll have a couple minutes in comments where he'll say things that you're like, Robbie, we get it. You're not, you're not, you're not going to act like a homer for Purdue, but... Robbie Hummel is incredible. I think he's the best. I said it. I tweeted it out today. I think he's the best color commentator in all of sports. There's my hot take for today. All of sports. Better than Tony Romo in the NFL. How about that? I mean it. I think he is incredible. He's such a pro. So good at describing the situation. He acts like he is there for a reason. Then he does the reason. Instead of being a caricature of himself like so many people have become in that profession, he just does his damn job. He is awesome. Chris Harder. My buddy says, uh, can confirm about Denver, uh, about the airport. Yeah, you can confirm about Denver. That's, I'm sure you like to have lived there. Uh, Chris Harder is a, uh, is a bus driver. Andy in Colorado uh, can also confirm about Denver. Uh, 
also have done actual work in the airport in the last year. That is a weird airport. So if you've been there, make sure you scrub afterwards because it is weird in that place. Denver's airport, if you don't know the history and the weirdness of the art on the walls and some of the architecture, it's weird. It's a weird place. So it's a neat place. They got a, but the giant demon horse out front. Yeah, there's so many things. Give you nightmares. Um, let's see. Ancient astronaut, boiler up. Uh, type, Typovich one? Type, okay. Typovich one. Northwestern game was the only game where we shot bad uh, from the three, right? Yeah, I think so. I think, I think that's fine. I'm really not a numbers guy. I mean, I like to pretend to be one on my podcast, but. I'm not a numbers guy. So, yeah, they, let's see. Uh, Tevich one says, uh, is Dumpster Fire in Michigan, Michigan, a trap game? Here's the thing. Let's be real honest. Every game can be a trap game in the Big Ten. Michigan is a team that I am, I'm always terrified of a team that's talented and horrible. Uh, like as a fan, when I say terrified, that's, I'm, not, I'm not personally afraid. But I am always bothered when you have a team that is high talent level, and, bad, and has a bad record because they're dangerous. Now, Jawan Howard clearly looks like he knows he's getting fired at the end of the season. That's what it seems like. There's so much weirdness out of Ann Arbor with uh, um, Doug's weird suspension where he's suspended only uh, at home. Uh, you've read up that. Maybe you've heard about it here. There's weird stuff at Michigan. That's all I'm saying. And every game, Purdue ought to go in act, acting prepared. So, um, Yeah. That's uh, I, uh, Michigan's as scary as any other game. Brian Newbert says it best. You win the Big Ten title by winning on a, at a 9 p.m. tip at, uh, let's pick, at Illinois in February, wherever. You win the Big Ten with consistency, and you win the Big Ten with mental toughness because it's a grind. It's a horrible grind. The only, like, the Big 12 is a better conference top to bottom this year. The Big Ten, though, physically beats the hell out of people. And you've got some of the best coaches in America, even if the teams aren't that great. So the way they prepare for your team is going to be noteworthy. You're going to take some punches. The question is, can Purdue keep its legs healthy enough that come March when the team throws at the bracket coverages at Edie, can they knock down shots? Can you be lucky a little bit? Can you play your best basketball in March? These are all questions that I shouldn't be asking, but I'm asking. Uh, Kevin in Albuquerque says Lance's ability to throw daggers makes any game better for Purdue and worse for opposition as shutting down all of our guards is that much tougher. Yeah, Lance has been the perfect addition to this team. Ted Berkey, very workmanlike performance, agreed. Judith Johnson, uh, I watched IU replay twice on Peacock. Yeah, that's the other thing. The, the, their DVR is a little finicky when you go backwards on Peacock, but the, it's, it's a generally a very good signal too here at my house. So it's clean video. Uh, DVR is good. I got no issues with Peacock. Sorry. I love, by the way, Quad View again. Quad View is my favorite thing um, on YouTube TV. Uh, let's see. Ted Berkey again. Peacock can be great as we saw in the Arizona game and horrible as we saw against IU. I don't know. You have to expound on that. I didn't have any issues with IU other than I had to watch with my brother, which was just drudgery. That's a joke. Uh, John Hillary. Uh, Smith seems to be the uh, in a real scoring slump. Completely agree, John. And uh, that's got to be corrected for Purdue to be a bigger and better team. But to be second in the nation and continually beating teams by double digits and beating the hell out of some teams and have one of your best players in a slump 
Those things don't all make sense, but somehow it's happening right now. I agree. Uh, Shane Hangel says, let me be clear. I think NBC and Peacock has done well with the production and the an analysis. Their production on the IU was just inexcusable for a game. Gosh, what did I miss? I don't know. Maybe it's because I was distracted. I don't know. You guys know something I don't. Uh, who's Johnny? Boiler up. Um, who's Johnny also says, I think, Howard's days are numbered. No, no doubt. Uh, this is a nightmare scenario right here. I've heard Beeline could be back at University of Michigan. Beeline's a monster. And he really knew how to coach against Painter. I, I don't like that very much, and I hope that doesn't happen. So so good. So good at program nurturing, building, and in-game adjustments. So good. Beeline's a great coach. Andy in Colorado, Greg Waddell, looks like his soul has been torn from his body when he talks about Michigan. Yeah, agreed. He, I mean, I feel bad for him. As just a, a homer for Purdue and a, a him a homer, he a homer from Michigan. That's tough. John Best says, I'm worried the team gets in a low when Edie is the only scorer. Uh, like the five-minute uh, left in the mark, the second five-minute mark in the second half. Yeah, they they just lean heavily on Edie being the security blanket. When you need a bucket, they start running action for him. But think about what it does for the other team. It where it's like a body blow by a boxer. You're doing everything you can to scratch and claw and scratch and claw, and then they dump it into this monster of a human. You foul him, you beat him up, and he still makes the bucket. Painter had a great quote the other day. He said, he said. Uh, Edie is actually a pretty good three-point shooter. And he said, uh, somebody asked, will you let him shoot a three? It's not about letting him shoot in three. It's about what does it do, what do you need to do to win? And he said, I guarantee you other teams want us to have him shooting threes. And I think he's right. Think about it. You're pulling the best rebounder and offensive player in the nation away from the basket. That's pretty stupid. Um, let's get right down to it. So, yeah, I get what Paint's saying. Completely get what Paint's saying. And I don't care about the NBA either. I hate the NBA. So, uh, Ted Berg says, Peacock numerous times just couldn't keep up. Oh, keep the score right. I do remember that. So, yeah, their producer, they had a, either a well-trained monkey of an intern um, who was just messing with the numbers. I saw that. It would just kind of scroll up and then it would go away. And Yeah, that was bad. But the, the video was good. Play-by-play -play was excellent. Um and uh, Kevin Albuquerque says Peacock was five to ten seconds behind on updating the score. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I agree with that. I don't know if I think that's that big of a deal, but okay, I'm old-fashioned. I, I, yeah, maybe details aren't my thing. Uh, Shane Hinkle says, we are Gopher fans Tuesday against Wisconsin uh, prior to our game. So the way I look at it, I'm a fan of no team but Purdue, but I am pulling for every team in the league when they play Wisconsin because they're in front of Purdue. So sure. Purdue can do this themselves, though, really, right? And I think Purdue's senior night or the second-to-last home game, I think it's senior night, might be against Wisconsin. Could come down to a lot of fun there. So that's all I've got. Uh, Purdue, let's see. Let's let's confirm a little bit. Like we said, Michigan is the next game, and um, Purdue's on their, their third win in a row. Purdue's had a rhythm to the season. Is that right? Yeah, I think that's right. I think they had seven or eight wins, then they had a loss, then they had seven wins. And now they're on their third win, so hopefully they can keep up this rhythm. Next up, Michigan, then at Rutgers. <laughs> Sorry, that was a little joke. I'm not that afraid of Rutgers, uh, but I'm a little afraid of their jerseys. So that's about it. Hope you have a great afternoon. In Indiana, it's, uh, it feels like it's minus 1,000 and clear and, and cold again. I think it's going to warm up quicker this time than the cold snap of last week. 
So stay warm, stay cozy with the people you love. Uh, put on an extra um, sweatshirt from Homefield. Have a great day. God bless you. I'll talk to you soon. See ya.